2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: That's right. Let's love, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, because I'm back.
4: You're back, baby, and we missed you.
3: And also, today is today is a big day. It's a huge day in my life. Tell me. Well, as of today, I've been married three months. <gasps> it's my three-month wedding Has it been
4: three months since you've been married?
3: I made it. I did it. We did it, Joe.
4: We did it, Joe. <laughs> I feel like I, we were just talking about this, but this year, I feel like I say this every morning, this year has gone by so fast. But also this, but year, this
3: year feels like a decade.
4: It really does. It feels like it went by so fast and it's moving so slow.
3: Well, it's interesting. Do you remember being a kid and like your grandparents, your parents saying, oh, the older you get, the faster time starts to fly by? Yeah. Yeah. It does. It really does. Why? Is it because we're a little bit less sharp and we're not paying attention or is it because we're actually just busier and busier?
4: I think it's just busier and busier. You know, I feel like between your wedding, my album release, us being here in the mornings, us having partners, Mm. just like every day there's something to do and it's just, you go, go, go and you look up and you're like, it's 2023.
3: That part yeah. So I uh, I thank you for the day off yesterday. I just really needed to reset and, yeah. to, and to catch up on just sleep and life and everything else. And uh, I appreciate it. Also, I do want to tell you this weekend I hosted an event down in uh, Costa Mesa at Bloomingdale's South Coast Plaza. Shout out Bloomingdale's. They're fantastic to me. I've been hosting these the events for them called the Makeup Date for many years. It's like Amazing. S- beauty and skincare type events, right? And I usually get a lot of really cool products for my skin, and it's it's just wonderful. Stuff that's way too expensive that I would never buy on my own, right? Um, but they invited me to come back. It's the first time since the pandemic, so it's been almost three years since I've been down wow. there. Wow! And these women, gosh, these women are the best some of these women have been to every one of my shows for like six years, and they come and take a picture with me twice a year when I do these things, and they treat me like I'm Beyonce, which just <laughs> makes me feel like there's this one little old lady who, I, she, she doesn't speak, I don't even think she speaks a word of English, oh I believe God. she might be Vietnamese, and uh, she literally lights up every time she sees me, and she comes and gets a hug. She never wants a phone, I don't think she even has a phone that takes photos. She's by herself every time, but she comes and gives me a hug and she was waiting there outside because they didn't have the doors unlocked. They had to let me in, but she was, and they they kept her outside, Uh, but she was waiting outside (laughs) when I got there that morning. And when I got there, so we have these different vendors from like Armani and Dior and YSL and like La Mer and like these fancy like skincare and like, you know, you know, beauty lines. And. A couple of them were like, congratulations, I follow you on social media, I love you, you're so fantastic, I also listen to your morning show every day of the week.
4: Oh my gosh. A couple of different
3: guys, one of them used to live in Palm Springs, but now he lives, I believe, in the Bay Area, and he's like, I still listen, It's part. Of, you and Michaela are part of my routine. Oh my I, God,
4: that's so sweet. You guys are insane, and I love you both, and it's so <laughs> much fun.
3: And he yeah. Said, he said, I've never heard a morning show like it. Oh, I've just never heard a show like it before. That's a really
4: big compliment. Yeah, and thank all, you. And, and
3: the great thing is it's very accurate, too, because our show on a Monday might be completely different from our show on a Tuesday. We don't know what yeah. we're going to do either. Uh-huh. So <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Beck, for listening and for everyone else who said they listened as well. It's, it really mm-hmm. made me feel special. It's always good to get out there and, and meet the people.
4: Meet the purple. Meet the uh, people.
3: Anyways, uh, we have a great show coming up for you, but I've already done enough talking, so let's get into some news on the beat.
4: Okay, babe. Well, the Biden administration uh, on will hold a meeting with a group of more than a dozen bisexual activists today. The meeting, which coincides with Bisexual Awareness Week, will take place at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services headquarters in D.C. Meeting participants will highlight three specific points. Funding priorities uh, for bisexual health, Public health messaging and communications, intimate partner violence with bisexual communities. Bi plus organizing U.S. will ask the Biden administration to illuminate the White House in the bisexual pride colors, and to issue a proclamation that acknowledges sexual, celebrating bisexual day, which is on Friday. Okay, great. In other news, more than sixteen hundred books were banned in over five thousand schools during the school last year. With most of the bans targeting titles related to the LGBTQ community or race and racism, according to a new report, Pan America, a nonprofit group that advocates for free expression in literature, released a report Monday, the start of Banned Books Week, that shows the sweeping scope of efforts to ban certain books during the 2021-22 school year. Books were banned in 5,049 schools with a combined enrollment of nearly 4 million students in 32 states. The report found. All right, one more story. A Texas sheriff said that his office has opened a criminal investigation into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's unprecedented move to send nearly 50 migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar said the inquiry was in its early stages and he declined to name possible suspects. But in a news conference, he said everybody on this call knows Those names already. Salazar said it was not clear whether any laws had been broken, but he said that 48 migrants appeared to have been lured under false pretenses into staying at a hotel for a couple days before they were flown to Florida and Martha's Vineyard.
3: It's called human trafficking. Mm -hmm. It's called kidnapping. Taking humans across state lines for a political gag so you can own the libs. It's disgusting. They lied. They lied to these people. They told them that there were jobs waiting for them. And then they got them on buses and planes like they were just animals being herded up and dropped them off in Democratic cities. Disgusting. It's just vile. Yeah. It's and, heartless. And, and, the, and, and the saddest part is that this this gets the base, the Republican MAGA, super MAGA supporters riled up. They love it. Mm-hmm. They think, wow, we're really showing them.
4: Oh, somebody.
3: Where's the Christianity in this, people? They all act like they're Christians.
4: Somebody that I still follow uh, made a story yesterday that said someone sent her a shirt that said DeSantis Land, but it looked like Disneyland, the logo. Mm. And they were, like, loving it, like, praising it. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing?
3: Guess what? Your name is DeSantis. At some point, you were an immigrant. Your family were immigrants. How, it's how are ridiculous. you so? I just don't understand how people are so hateful. It's awful. It's hey, awful. anyways. All right, let's
4: get into some weather. Uh, it's going to be a high of 65 in Boston, 80 in New York, 96 in LA, 78. Uh, what did I say? 96 in mm. Dallas. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, it's not going to be 96 no. here, are they? 78 in LA. <gasps> Seventy one in San Francisco. Beautiful. Interesting. Ninety-eight in Palm Springs. Now, before we give you a vibe of the day, Channel Q is your chance to see Demi Lovato September twenty eighth at LA's YouTube theater. Just head on over to we Q.com and enter for your chance to win. This might be her last tour, so make sure you go sign up.
3: And she is using she her pronouns again.
4: She is she. Yeah, she, no, them. we talked about that a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, she them. She yeah. them.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm going to the YouTube Theater to see uh, Lil Nas X next month too. Oh, amazing! Great venue. Uh, here's a vibe for you. I think it all comes down to motivation. If you really want to do something, you will work hard for it. But if you don't, don't.
5: Don't. Who cares? Don't work hard at all. <laughs> <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q.
3: Michaela, what's your favorite thing in the entire world to hear?
4: Um. Oh God, there's just so many. What, what is my favorite? I'll
3: give you. There's only one right answer. A compliment about how you look. Yeah. You love it.
4: Oh, I love it. You love being mm-hmm. a pretty girl. I love being a pretty girl. But I also love you're so funny.
3: <laughs> that, Lately, that I works. also
4: love, I love your music.
3: Okay. The, the, see? I, I, think I think that, just love
4: compliments. You I know think, I'm a compliment gal. I think
3: that shows growth. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Queerty did a <laughs> did an article recently, and the title is "Gays Name Guys Most Attractive Non Physical Attributes." So while you're shallow and vapid for liking comments about your looks, um, other people are sharing what <laughs> turns them on that have nothing to do with their level of attractiveness. What does that mean? Okay, so if, if if let's say I don't know, maybe Lisa. What what is the biggest compliment Lisa could give you that has nothing to do with how your body looks?
4: Uh, well, last night she said um, she doesn't say things that she doesn't mean, which I really love about Lisa. Mm-hmm. So I know her compliments are genuine when she says them. She said, "I'm very proud of you, Michaela. You really did follow your dreams." And I was like,
6: "Oh,
4: is that? Are you saying that because I'm having a panic attack right now? Because I hate yeah. myself? Is that why you're saying that?" No, but you know what I'm saying. I felt like um, like she sees me when she compliments me. Yeah, and that's like the most validating thing. You and a Mueller like that, though. She's, well,
3: she's a cancer. Uh-huh. She and I have the same. And so sometimes I've had to learn because I get hurt sometimes if people don't give me like a thoughtful compliment. Mm-hmm. If they're just like, oh, you look cute. I'm like, yeah, I know. And what else?
6: <laughs> <laughs> she's like,
3: yeah, I'm having a good hair day. Great. What else you got? Go
4: deeper. Uh, so
3: I need to know that people actually acknowledge. So I would say for me, the sexiest thing in the entire world is somebody who acknowledges what, I've, what I'm doing. How hard I'm trying to either be a good friend or a good partner or a good, you know, co-worker whatever yeah. the case may be. If you acknowledge it, that's a huge turn on for me. My husband came home last night and I I, I took yesterday off and I, I just needed some time. I needed the day. I was really run down.
4: Listen, no one is mad at a mental health day, but. Yeah.
3: And so I, but by midway through the day, I talked to my brother-in-law, Jerry. Our number Jerry. one listener. And he said, he's like. Even I
4: supposed to saying, hi, Jerry. Yeah,
3: I says hi. Uh, he knew that I wasn't here, so he called me last night. and He's like, hey, I just wanted to see if you're actually like sick, sick. Like you need something or you just like needed a, a breather, needed a moment. And I was like, eh, a little bit of both. And he's like, I figured. I just want to make sure you're okay. And just check I'm in. Jerry and Angel. I was like, but Jerry also is a cancer. And I was like, Jerry, you get it. You understand it. And and then I said to him, I said, well, he was telling me a story about how he went through a mental health situation a few days back or last week. And how he's like, I ended up drinking a little bit too much bourbon. Right. And and Jerry loves bourbon. He's like, but I probably drank one too many that night. Yeah, I was kind of mad at myself. So the next day, without even saying I'm sorry to my wife, my sister, he's like, I got up and I did three things on my honeydew list. Which is apparently, like, oh, please, honey, honey, do yeah, this. That's yeah, that's like
4: a whole thing. Things
3: that he'd been putting off, that he just did them all. He's like, so she probably loved it. I said, "Funny, that's you so should,
4: sweet that you." Funny that you happened. should
3: say that, Jerry, because I have to go uh, put the multiple loads of laundry into the dryer right now that I'm doing, and finish mopping the floors because I've been cleaning the entire entire home because I feel like a loser because I didn't do anything yesterday. Today. Okay,
4: so Sunday.
3: <laughs> so, so when my husband came home, he Same. acknowledged it.
4: That's so sweet. And he was like, "It
3: looks beautiful," and I was like. I feel so loved.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, same thing on Sunday. I woke up and I was like, I feel like I've not been so great, great with Lisa. So I cleaned the house, yeah. went grocery
3: shopping. I think, listen, I think it's a, a sign of mental growth. If somebody can show like empathy for you or if they can like yeah. text you back within like kind of quickly or if they can acknowledge that your the meal that you made for dinner tastes delicious and they appreciate the time and effort you put into it. Because when we were younger, I feel like, or at least when I was younger, uh, and I think this could also be if you're younger mentally, doesn't necessarily need, mean age. I think that the compliments tend to be like, "Hey, your butt looks good. I like your smile. I'm looking for a guy with nice abs." And those things are all sweet, and that's cute. Yeah,
4: it's fine.
3: But I want somebody who 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 can acknowledge me trying hard to show up for them uh, when I'm having a bad day. That's yeah. way hotter.
4: Yeah, I do too. I think right now one of my favorites is um, a compliment being like, I see you trying so hard and I'm so proud of you and accomplishing what you're trying or something like, like Mm -hmm. those just hit me so deep. They make me very sentimental, very emotional. Um, I'm not a big crier, if you guys haven't noticed. I'm very stable in my emotions. never. So I just hear it as it is.
3: You never, never wear wear, um, waterproof mascara Mm -mm. and eyeliner just in case. No.
5: Did I cry three times yesterday? No. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q.
3: All right. So one woman is so upset by etiquette or lack of etiquette at Target Mm -mm. that she made a whole video about it. And has decided to shop from home now, from now until eternity, because she doesn't like how rude people are with their shopping carts. Okay. Question number one. Have you ever been to a grocery store?
4: Um, I think so. <laughs> Do they have you, the option to buy shoes? You,
3: Listen, listen. You like Target,
4: right? <laughs> I love Target. Okay.
3: So, when you go to Target, um, what is your priority? Is your priority, you know, being kind to your neighbor, or is your priority... Finding a good deal on a candle.
4: My priority is that I go in there to get what is on my checklist, but how? in what world stop immediately at the girls' section in the clothing because it's right in the front and then spend my time there Every time. looking at swimsuits in October. So it's, I mean, it's a really big all over the place with Target. I hate you because I love you.
3: Well, this one, I feel like people can relate to this. This is why so many people are watching this video. Um, and the video is her in a shopping cart and just people being like rude and dismissive and getting in her way and whatever else. And I think that... That when it comes to shopping carts people sometimes treat them like they treat strollers mm-hmm. and I will say shopping carts don't really bug me but strollers do I get mad oh. at people with strollers because here's the thing they have this little human in this little vehicle in front of them, they're pushing around and they act like they own the space because there's a human in there zero regard for the kid though they bump into things left and right, push in front of you, cut you off in traffic. Yeah. It's awful what they do with those kids. Yeah. But then they also use the the baby stroller as like a shopping cart, and they put things in there, and they carry things, and they have bags and purses and stuff like that. I don't like the weaponizing of strollers. No,
4: I don't That's either. That's what I don't like. Yeah. I don't like <clears throat> I can actually hear this, because people are very obnoxious when it comes to carts, but I don't like And I've probably been guilty of this, too But when they leave the cart in the middle of the aisle and they're like at the end of the aisle looking for what they need and clearly it's creating a traffic jam, but they're like looking for their thing. So then, and at one point this has happened to me, I'll go to like move it. And one time this person was like, um, that's my cart. And I was like, yeah, I'm aware. I'm not going to take your stupid stuff. I'm I'm just trying to to move it. Hello? I got to get my cart through. Can I come in?
3: that part. I guess
4: I was upset about that. I tend t- to see really? people do get Whoa, they, they get
3: they get cart rage, right? <laughs> and I I'm the I'm the guy that puts the cart at the end of the aisle. If I need to go and I know and I look down the aisle and I'm like, "Oh my god, there's so many humans here today. This is annoying." Yeah. I leave my cart at the end of the aisle. I tuck it away though so people can still make their way through. Oh, smart. And then I bolt as fast as I can <laughs> down that aisle and try to get what I need to get and get back because I, they they drive me crazy. And also, just another reminder just like you're on the road, we are here in America. When you're walking down an aisle, stay to the right. Just stay to the right. Yeah. There's nothing more awkward than somebody coming down the aisle at you than cutting left. And you're like, wait, what are you doing right yeah. now? What are, what are we in Europe? Mm-hmm. Are we in Barcelona? No, we're in America. Stay Barcelona? to the right with your cart. Ibiza? <laughs> you just <laughs> you just can't help yourself, can you? <laughs>
5: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All
3: right, welcome back to the show. It's time for our first round of What's Poppin? What do you have for us, Michaela?
5: What is popping, you
4: ask? Uh, well, this story's crazy. I will say I heard about this story before anybody else had because when I got home yesterday, my partner Lisa said, I've got I've got TikTok tea, do you want it?
3: Okay, wait, I actually knew about this on TikTok too, you right did? away. Yes.
4: Yeah, okay, because it hit TikTok first. Hit before TMZ could even say anything, what? okay. Uh, But big claims are happening uh, about a model having an alleged affair with Adam Levine. Take a listen to what this Instagram model is going viral on TikTok for saying.
7: Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year After I stopped talking to him over, you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. (gasps) Um, I was like, I'm in hell. Like, I have to be in hell at this point. (laughs) I mean, my morals were unknowingly compromised, I was completely manipulated. I handled handle this privately, I never wanted to come forward because obviously I know the implications that come with doing what I do, making money the way I do, and being an Instagram model. Um, so being tied to a story like this, it's like, I know the stereotypes. Wow. Um,
4: listen to me, she's also getting dragged because she was messing around with a married man, but.
3: Okay, but again, we need to stop that. I hate that narrative. I hate that that's what happens. Yeah. No, I. When a woman's with a married man, all of a sudden, she, I, I understand, like, yes, she was 21. She, like, she's a, a woman. But also, he's the one who's married.
4: But not only is he the one that's married, you're gonna tell me that you are going to look at your pregnant wife with the third baby. Who has been married to for hit eight years. Up some model that you were messing around and you with. you want to
3: name your kid after? And
4: name your child that's the child in your mom's belly, your wife's belly.
3: <gasps> that's the most egotistical thing the in most the world. Nar- but you know what? Because- I've
4: heard that about Adam Levine. I've heard he's very narcissistic. And he's kind of gotten away with it. And he's kind of gotten away with it. But this is gross. You know, he shut down his comments yesterday. Wow. Um, I don't think she's lying.
3: Listen, because here's the thing. I remember years ago when I went through a breakup and I found out that my ex was sleeping with my best friend. We're friends with all of these people still. Yeah. To this day, we've all moved on. But I found out that he was sleeping with my best friend. And I found out because they left uh, text messages on their phone and I just had a gut feeling. And they got really, really drunk one night. We were all out and passed out. And I looked at their phones And what they were saying back and forth was that they were having this affair behind my back and laughing at me the entire time making fun of me for being so dumb and naive for not picking up on it and then they would like have sex randomly throughout the day while i was with them they'd sneak away and i was like whoa and to this day the thing that hurt me the most was not the fact that there was cheating that i don't really actually care about that what hurt me was the complete disregard for my emotions and the laughing at me behind my back. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to ask your wife to name this kid
4: oh my God, after your mistress oh my God, oh and your my
3: wife God. has no idea, that is like the most cruel, like just form of betrayal I can even think of. And I you, don't listen, even
4: have words for yeah, this. Yeah, you're
3: cute. You have a great voice. I love your tattoos, Adam, but like grow up.
4: No, it's so gross. Or don't
3: Don't be married don't be married to somebody and have three kids listen to
4: me don't hit your mistress up and ask if you can name your child with your wife and she's not after. the only one
3: too there's a, there are a few of these girls who have come forward now of course and they all babe. say and they're all saying this is why this is listen what you did with your your music video hands off this is why it's so important right because when one person comes forward and say hey i went through this thing yeah it makes it so much mm-hmm. easier for other people to do the same and the, the TikTok I saw was another girl saying, "I never planned on coming forward with this, but I saw so and so come forward, yeah. and I felt like I had to say something. Oh, so because you if you don't, one. because what happens is, these women, I I think that in their minds they must be like, well, I don't want her to get dragged because that could have been me. So I need to like give her some backup right now because he's very famous and can right. destroy her if he wants to. Right. But it's a lot. It's a lot harder to destroy three, four, five women. Yeah." who were all saying the exact same Listen, thing about you.
4: At the end of the day, my concern uh, and love is being sent to Bahati. As a mother of three, the baby in her belly, this has got to be so shocking for her, humiliating. And uh, I hope she's doing okay. I hope she has a good support team. And uh, we'll keep you posted. Mm. Ooh, all right, coming up, it is Bisexual Awareness Week. So what is the difference between being vicarious bi- and bisexual? We'll have that conversation in the next hour.
2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
5: Good Morning Beat, Channel Q.
1: What's the difference between being
3: bisexual and bicurious? It might seem like an obvious answer to some. Yeah. Uh, but to others, I think it is a fair conversation. And we're going to have it with a sexologist coming up this hour as we uh, honor Bisexual Awareness Week. That's coming up here on The Morning Beat in about 12 to 13 minutes. Um, you used to identify as bisexual, sort of, and now you identify as lesbian.
4: Well, here's the thing. I did an interview yesterday, and I've always said I would identify as bisexual because I've dated men and I like men. But I feel like saying bisexual, like, opens the door for men to be so disrespectful and annoying and think mm. that it's like a threesome situation with me and Lisa, and you know how I feel about that. Um, So I would say more than anything, I'd be pansexual, which is just like, I just love whoever comes my way. like it is, I'm not really like trans or another woman. like it really is just more full scope. Mm-hmm. but I I just say lesbian because I feel like it it opens the door for too much like harassment that I don't want to deal
3: with. That's real. and I think sometimes people choose one also because it's a safer it's a safer road to say like because I think bisexuality is confusing to a lot of people. As is pansexuality, and I feel like sometimes it's easier to be like, I'm gay or I'm a lesbian, and that's that, and move on from it. So people don't have questions and follow-ups, um, and cause I remember, gosh, when I was younger, I used to think like, oh, you're bisexual? That's so unfair. I used to think like, that's not fair because what I've, I've had to go through, I, I'm limited to X amount of partners, and I get judged for it because I'm gay right? And everybody hates gay people. That's what it was when I was growing up. Yeah, And it felt mm-hmm. to me like, oh, you're bisexual, so you're not really making a choice. So you're not part of our community or their community or or anything. That's right. how I used to see it. And I think some people do see it that way. I don't see it that way anymore. I've, I've since learned, uh, but I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to learn a little bit more with our sexologist coming up in about yeah. 10 minutes. And hopefully you'll learn something as well. Uh, right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat with Michaela Gordon. What do you have?
4: Okay, Babel, well, after months of defiance... Montana's health department said Monday it will follow a judge's ruling and temporarily allow transgender people to change the gender on their birth certificates. The judge issued a scathing order Monday morning saying health officials made calculated violations of his order, which had told them to temporarily stop enforcing a law blocking transgender people from changing their gender or uh, on their birth certificates unless they had undergone surgery. District Court Judge Michael Moses said Monday he would promptly promptly consider motions for contempt based on continued violations of his April order, which he clarified in a verbal order at a hearing on Thursday. Just hours after that hearing, the Republican-run state said it would defy the order and keep in place a rule that disallowed any changes to birth certificates unless they were due to a clerical order. Right, another news, uh, new school guidelines released by Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration require transgender students to use school facilities that match the sex they were assigned at birth and make it harder for them to socially transition. Families will be required to submit legal documentation for students to be able to change their name and gender on school records, but teachers will be allowed to misgender students even if parents submit all the required requests, citing teachers' rights to free speech Teachers will also be required to share information about students' gender identity with their parents. All 133 of the state school districts will be required to adopt some version of the model policies next month. All right, one more story. A judge in Baltimore vacated the murder conviction of Adnan Syed, who was the subject of the 2014 genre defining true crime podcast Serial. Now 41, Syed served 23 years of a life sentence for the strangling death of his 18-year-old girlfriend, Haman Lee, in 1999. When he was 17, Syed's first trial in December 1999 was declared a mistrial after jurors overheard the judge call Syed's defense attorney a liar. Two months later, his second trial ended with his conviction of Lee's murder, along with kidnapping and robbery, and he received a life sentence plus 30 years. I mean, that is wild, you guys. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, let's get into a little weather. 84 in D.C. today, 87 in Miami, 97 in Austin, 97 in Vegas, 79 in L.A., and 98 in Cathedral City. Now, before we get a vibe of the day, we want to remind you that Channel Q has your chance to see Demi Lovato September 28th at L.A.'s YouTube Theater. Just head over to weirdchannelq.com and enter for your chance to win. It might be your last time to see your live in concert.
3: Here's a vibe for you. I think it all comes down to motivation. If you really want to do something, you will work hard for it. And maybe if you're not willing to work that hard, maybe it's not something that you should be doing. Honestly, consider it.
4: Hello, love that. Okay, coming up, uh, it is Bisexual Awareness Week. So what is the difference between being bi-curious and bisexual? We'll have
5: those answers for you coming up. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
3: Welcome back to the show. It's Bisexual Awareness Week, and I think it's important that we, we give you know, some space for some conversations because I think a lot of times people don't understand bisexuality, and I've been guilty of this in the past. Uh, some people don't understand necessarily the difference between being bisexual and just being bi-curious. Uh, with the thought process, I think being, well, if you have the freedom to go back and forth anyways, how's that different than just being curious or open, and why do we need a label for it? Well, here to help us make sense of it all is a sexologist and sexual strategist at Velvet Lips Sex Ed and co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference, Marla Renee Stewart. Marla, thank you so much for being here. How are you?
7: I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um,
3: thank
6: yes, you for being here.
3: For us. You know, I've been open in the past that, you know, in my younger years, especially, I thought bisexuality was like a myth. I, I remember having friends who would say they're bisexual. And my response was always, come on. No, you're not. You just don't want to pick a side. Right. And I think what that actually was, was like an insecurity in me that was that was rearing its ugly head. So let's talk about, you know, this myth that bisexuality is just, you know, those who are not willing to choose a side and why it's important that we, we also honor this part of our community
7: yeah so i think it's important to know like i mean when i first uh, came out um you know at the age of 16 i came out as bisexual and i really you know for me it was a it was a, a label that fit sort of how i was feeling um but it, i think what happened is i just you know, and over time, you know, I remember being like 21 and I'd be like, you know, I think I'm just a lesbian. <laughs> and then going back, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, I think I'm just queer. Right. Because I was understanding how um, and what we know now. Right. The difference between uh, romantic attraction, sexual attraction, emotional, like all of those different things play a big part into it. So I think it's um, a lot of times when people say like, oh, it's a myth, it's because, number one, I think they think it's only one part of us, right? They just think, oh, it's just sexual. Um, And so if somebody's vicarious, it's just a sexual curiosity rather than maybe a romantic or emotional curiosity. Mm.
4: Yeah, you know, I I think that... Being bi-curious and bisexual is an interesting conversation as well because, um, and maybe you can speak on this, I know women that say, oh, I'm bisexual, but they've never been with a woman. Or vice versa, a man will say I'm bisexual but has never been with a, <clears throat> with a man.
3: Which I feel like that is less common, though. I feel like men are less comfortable
4: totally because there's a different stigma yes yes. for women though sure however um and sometimes and i i can totally be guilty of this i have sometimes been like are you just saying that because it's a cool thing to say and also you think it's like a turn on to like your boyfriend or are you bisexual and can be without ever physically being with a woman and listen like if i don't want that to ever sound so judgmental but it is something that's run across my mind
7: Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it, too, is like the social cultural expectations, right? So we have this thing in our society, especially, you know, being the the, the cis heteropatriarchy, right? Like, we think, okay, well, um, it's sexy to have two women together, but... uh, You know, it's not as sexy uh, to see two men together. Wait, now hold Um, up,
3: hold up. I like that (laughs) a lot. I'm kidding.
7: (laughs) But I think sometimes people just have a hard time, like with the concept that they could be all of these things, right? They could enjoy themselves, or. The fact that, you know, we have the we have labels such as heteroflexible, right, or homoflexible are, uh, I think, ways to kind of shy away from, you know, calling yourself bisexual or bicurious or queer um, as a way to sort of hold on to the dominant paradigm that maybe leads your life.
3: hmm Uh, All these new terms. I think my husband might be homoflexible, but only because of this one thing he does. does He's really good at it. Um, But that's neither here nor there. That's probably inappropriate. Um, But no. The
4: real Simone Biles over there.
3: Absolutely. Um, So this is interesting because I I feel like I was when when I came out and I feel like this is this is the issue. And I know this is my issue that I had for many years that a lot of gay people have. It's that, oh, you haven't chosen a side. Like we're fighting mm. for our right to get married. We're fighting for our right to like get, you know, vaccines for the monkey pox or whatever the case may be, right? We're fighting the the AIDS epidemic, but you haven't chosen a side. So if, I think sometimes for either queer gay people or straight people, bisexuality can feel a little bit like a betrayal. And and I remember, I, I've always explained to people the Kinsey scale, right? And I'm like, I'm, right. like, I'm really on the gay end of the, Kis, Kis, uh, the Kinsey scale. And so in, I think in my mind and a lot of people's minds, I guess, what is what is the deciding factor for those who identify as bisexual? Because in my brain, if you're 50, because you always have to like one a little bit more than the other is how I process it. Right. Like mm-hmm. I always think you have to like women or men just a little, even, it's, mm-hmm. even if it's 51, 49. And if that <laughs> if that's the case, then would you not just lean into the 51 and say whichever side that is? That's mm-hmm. what you are. Why is that not like a a healthy or appropriate way to look at that?
7: Well, I think part of it is because you're not being authentic, Mm. right? So if you're being authentic in yourself, you recognize, hey, I'm fifty one this and forty nine percent that, and like I recognize one hundred percent of me rather than leaning into only the fifty one percent of me, right? Mm. So, and I think it's important to know that to 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 be authentic in who we are and, and and share those percentages with people. I remember I used to go around a long time being like, you know, what I'm about like ninety percent I like women and about ten percent men. Like, so call it what you will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, and I think that helps people to be like oh well actually if i thought about my sexuality in a, in such a percentage right like i could recognize all of the different attractions that i have and and, and stay authentic and and know that it's important to me um for people to understand that so well, so I think I, it's it's all about that.
3: I love the way you explain that. that is so, that's yeah, so powerful. Yeah, it's so
4: great. Maria, thank you so much for joining us. You're so much fun to have on air, too. Thank you, Maria Renee Stewart, sexologist and sexual strategist at Velvet Lips. And also- Sex Ed, what a name. Velvet Lips. M- Michaela,
3: I believe it's Marla.
4: Oh, Marla, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so sorry. You sound exactly like one of my dear friends, Maria. Her name's Maria Lyons. You sound exactly, and the whole time, and I love her voice, and I was listening to you, and I was like, Maria. And then I was like, oh, Maria. Marla, so
5: sorry, queen. No worries. Good morning, B. Channel Q.
3: You know what I love doing? What? Giving unsolicited advice to people. I love it. Because I've got it together so much. I know. I have not had a problem in my life for so I've I'm I am the epitome of just put together idness.
4: Yeah.
3: If that were a thing.
4: A thousand percent is a thing, and Which we've is got it.
3: What qualifies qualifies me for this segment. Here is the headline. He started dating his gamer bro best friend. Now there's just one problem. Oh no. Gay guy developed feelings for his best guy friend, right?
4: Oh, no.
3: It's a tale as old as time. It is. You may be thinking Beauty and the Beast. I'm thinking... I literally
4: was going to say Beauty and the Beast. Gay guy
3: falling in love with the straight guy. Okay. And three months ago, he reached out asking for advice. That's also a
4: Beauty and the Beast story. Well, he
3: said, it's his long-term best friend, and he said, we are perfect match and stupidly attracted to each other, but our sex life has been floundering recently. That they are so used to hanging out platonically that they both feel a little uncomfortable and clueless about how to relate sexually. This is interesting. So they actually have delved into a sexual relationship, but because they were friends for so long, um, it's not working. And the other guy is open to you know the bisexuality or, or gayness of it all, but they've established themselves as friends for too long. So the reason we're doing the story... Because you've been trying to sleep with me for years, said, yeah. Michaela. And I just want to get it through to you that yeah. if it were to happen, yeah. which it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. Not because I'm not a stallion in the sack, <laughs> because I am, <laughs> but because it would just be too awkward.
4: Listen to me. There's nothing more awkward. I literally think of you as my big brother. Well, okay,
3: but let's talk about this. Let's say you have a girlfriend, a, a lesbian, who you're well, single and you're good I did. Who, okay. this
4: story's kind of... Okay, so when I was like 20... I made friends with this girl Mm -hmm. and she was a lesbian Mm -hmm. and we became like best friends. And then I knew that she was like super into me, but I was like not really super into her, but like she was cute. You were the hot one. Yeah. I mean, she was hot, but she was just like, we also were like similar enough, like both kind of femme. And I was like, I I don't know. And then finally, like when we did try to hook up, it was awkward Mm -hmm. like we laughed together everything was super funny everything was great but then when it came time it was like kind of awkward and then not for her because she ended up like really like having feelings but for me like I could never get out of the like Awkwardness. Well, it's, it was it, kind of weird it's so, we were roommates we were best friends
3: there's a guy kevin who who i was friends with back in college we're still friends to this day he's very much in a relationship and i'm married so it's neither here nor there but he's a little hottie and he, he i think we we're almost too similar because we always had this intense intense sexual attraction but personality wise and as far as like the things we enjoy in life he was my perfect match Like, we grew up in a similar town near each other. We liked the same activities. We are both into sports. Like, he was, the the whole top and bottom thing lined up perfectly. Like, everything about it on paper was the most perfect match. Like, he was, like, sweet enough but naughty enough. Like, exactly the kind of guy I was into. And then one time, years ago, before I ever met my husband, he came out to L.A. And we, 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 I was, like, house-sitting one time. This house. And he came over to watch movies. And we decided to go for it. And like try to like see what was there, and it was nothing, like zero chemistry, zero chemistry. Yeah,
4: it's awkward. And I
3: thought about that from time to time. Like, what is it? Like he seemed like my perfect match, and then when it came down to it, we were just better as friends. Yeah, that's where. And sometimes that's where the relationship stays in the friendship zone, and that's okay.
4: Yeah, I look, you try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Hopefully it's not too awkward to stay friends. Sometimes it is, and then you're like...
3: Can you imagine working together after sleeping with me, Michaela? You gotta just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> B-1-A-B. B-1-A-B. Channel Q. If you watch Selling the O.C., uh, you know that some people are calling Alex Hall the new Chrishell Staus. And I just want to set the record straight right now. Chrishell Staus... Is, is still the only, only Chrishell Stouse. Stouse. Now, a
4: thousand percent.
3: She, I love her. I'm rooting for her. She's a little problematic sometimes, kind of. Like she's like teetering right now. Um, And, and I still think she's not a mean girl though. But she's very much in love with somebody from our community. Yeah. Uh, and catching some heat right now. And and clapping back. What's going on?
4: Yeah, so Keshelle Staus is getting slammed by Instagram trolls, doubting her plans to have kids amid her relationship with non-binary rocker G Flip. So Chriselle all last season, talked about wanting to start a family. She was with Jason Oppenheim. They were like going to fertility clinics. They were making it happen. And then it was revealed he didn't want to have children and they broke up. And then she kind of quickly moved on to G Flip. But now people are saying, were you faking it? Do you not want a family? And she's saying, listen to me. You can have a family and be in a same-sex relationship. We can adopt. That doesn't change anything. And um, she's absolutely right. Like I think it's so weird that people would think that like, She wouldn't want kids because she's in a same-sex relationship. You can still do that. I'm here to tell you you can. Uh, So we'll see how this new season shapes out. We also don't have Christine Quinn this new season. I know. They're filming right now. What are they going to do? Well, they've hired Brie Tse.
3: Wait, wait, what? Who you know? Uh Uh-huh. Didn't she just have a baby with Nick Cannon? Uh Uh-huh.
4: Wait, what? Yes, and my hair and makeup team do her hair and makeup. Um, and so they've been getting her ready and getting her stuff going. Um, so she's the one that's replacing Christine Quinn. So I don't know what her role's going to be yet. I don't know what the dynamics are yet. She has to
3: be a pot stirrer. Cause nobody... I mean,
4: someone's going to have to be a pot stirrer. I think that Brie will end up being a pot stirrer because she's already giving like that bad bitch vibe. Got it. But, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's, um... It'll be interesting to watch yeah. how it goes I out. wonder if
3: they're going to show G-Flip on the season. It's really interesting because like what... They probably will. What a departure for Rochelle to go from being with Justin Hartley, who's like this like perfect male specimen. Yeah. Right? To Jason Oppenheim, who's like very successful, but like three feet tall and bald. Yeah. To now G-Flip. Like way to be open. Yeah. Chrishell's I mean, listen. She's apparently open anything. She's
4: open to anything, opened anything is Love for it. sure. All right, coming up, do you think relationships in the queer community need to have a femme and mask role? What parts do you play coming up in the next
0: hour?
5: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q.
3: It's a really fascinating conversation, and it has to do with being attracted to people based on their level of masculinity or femininity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there are a lot of different ways to have this conversation. Um, I, historically, I think I've been attracted to more masked men. Right. And I believe that's because that's just what I'm into. But what if that's all because of misogyny and the patriarchy and the social constructs we've all been taught to live in, right? Um, And so I want to ask, do you think that it's okay for us to be attracted to just masculine partners or feminine partners, or uh, is that problematic in your opinion? It's a loaded question.
6: I
4: think that I'll speak for my own relationship. I present much more stereotypically feminine, and Lisa presents more stereotypical masculine. However, I will also do no makeup, docks, jeans, and a flannel and go about my day. And Lisa loves a good skincare line, still has a beautiful beat sometimes. But in our relationship, I think why it works is where I meet her with my masculinity She meets me with her femininity in regards to like, I'm a little bit more harsh and she's a little bit more nurturing. Mm. Um, I'm like a super, super hustler. And she is also a hustler, but she will make sure that dinner's cooked. The house feels cozy. It's just like a warm. It's sort of what like that feminine energy stereotypically brings. And I think that that's why we make a really great couple because we're like a very much yin and yang mm. and i think that in heterosexual couple in older heterosexual couples the man was told to to show up with so much masculinity and the woman had to show up with so much femininity that um it wasn't balanced enough and it it caused just a total imbalance in the relationship
3: yeah i i could not agree more i think that it's really fascinating because I think that relationships are about balance, and sometimes that could mean your masculine or feminine energy. And my husband loves that I'm, I'm very much, we're both definitely type A personalities, but in very different ways. I tend to be the one who's a little bit more aggressive and more, um, I guess, sexually assertive than he is, right? Um, and, but I'm also the one that tends to be a little bit more emotional in certain ways, like he's stable, like my husband is solid, mm-hmm. and he stays that way most of the time. Where I'm sort of all over the place, my emotions.
4: Camille is really stable. Yeah, he's
3: just he's just the one that everybody goes to when they need like a, a good friend and some solid advice. He's that guy, and I love that for him. Uh, I think that it's. I think it's okay. I think it's, I also, and this might not be a popular opinion. I think it's okay to, if you're just into, if you're predominantly into like a certain like skin tone or ethnicity, I think that's okay too, but only under certain circumstances. I think it's okay to be like, I'm into Asian guys or black guys or just white guys or whatever it may be. Yeah. Only if you've really like looked into that and done the work to figure out why. If there's a bias somewhere or if you were raised with a certain belief system that you have not, like, sort of dismantled yet, and that's why you're into one thing over the other, that's problematic. Yeah. But if you have a preference and you've dated all different types of people and you have a preference and you want that to be – your that's I, I don't have a problem with that. Just like I don't have a problem with, with somebody dating somebody because they're a little bit more masculine, a little bit more femme if you understand the reason why. Yeah. And I think that's just growth.
4: But I think that we, as just one human being, when we are completely healed, spiritually, mentally, physically, we have one full half that is feminine and one full half that is masculine. And I think that when you can meet up with your person in this lifetime, even in friendships, and you can both have the equalness of your masculine and your feminine, it creates just such a whole being.
3: Well, yeah, there's a reason that when we have like all of our gay friends over for cocktails or after hours and we have a little kiki, there's a reason that we all go into the wig drawer and grab the high heels. Like we have a wig, high heel, boa drawer with costumes and we pull them out and yeah. we we do we do like RuPaul runway walks. There's a reason that a bunch of men want to get together and when they're in a safe space, they're like, oh honey, let's put on some heels. Yeah. Let's wear some thigh high boots right now and like live our best lives and look like idiots yeah. because we don't know what we're doing, but we're having fun doing it because it's a safe space, right? And I think that it's so – because it's unfortunate to me because I, I definitely have had gay friends over the years who are in relationships – and it's like so much masculinity that it makes me feel uncomfortable. I have these one friends who dated for a while, quite a while, and they never, ever, ever had sex. Mm. Ever had sex because they only they would never have like actual penetrative sex because they both were like, "I'm just the top, I'm the man," and that was like that was it. And wow. I was like, "Whoa, that's a lot." Yeah, okay, okay, sure. I love that you guys have found each other, but also. There's some stuff going on. They were both ex-military guys. They both sort of like – they just had a lot of toxic masculine sort of belief systems yeah. at play. And I always always sort of like, are, are you making this decision from a healthy place? Mm-hmm. Or are you making this decision because you've been taught that you need to be butch and masculine and all these other things and, and that bottoming somehow is, is none of those, right? And so, I, again, like I guess preferences are fine. I think across the board. Yeah. As long as you understand why you have them, absolutely, and and don't hurt people in the process. Yeah. Right. Don't hurt other people's feelings. Yeah. Just
4: be kind. Yeah. All right. Speaking of hurting someone's feelings, there's a new hack to find out if someone doesn't like you. Oh
3: God, I don't want to know.
5: Would you use this powerful hack to find
3: out? No. No. I I I wouldn't.
5: We're gonna talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q.
3: My husband and I had this conversation just yesterday. How do you make friends as an adult, right? Like, how do you make new friends and build friendships and relationships? It's really, really difficult. And I will say that it's even more difficult, having lived in multiple places, it is a lot more difficult to do in Los Angeles. Yeah. In the entertainment industry, where everybody seems to have, like, an ulterior motive. So how do you know if somebody is your friend or your frenemy? Um, Let's listen to some audio that might help you decipher.
2: you have a suspicion someone secretly dislikes you say something to them that can be perceived as
3: either superficially polite or subtly insulting hey nice outfit a friend will take this as
1: simply a superficial compliment
3: thanks i love this shirt a secret enemy will interpret this negatively and lash out what do you mean nice outfit look at how you're dressed any strong negative response will open you up to what's boiling right under their surface and make you aware oh my god
4: okay wait let me hear this right so if you have an enemy (laughs) secret enemy if I said AJ, I love your shirt. It looks so nice.
3: Well, like, thanks. I like it too.
4: But if you're my secret enemy,
3: like, what are you? What are you saying about me? What? Are, oh my God! This is you. You said this this morning. You think people are your secret enemies? <laughs> you literally said this to me this morning. I did? Somebody gives you a compliment or something like Like, what are they doing? What do they? What are they really? No, mean that by was that? a
4: meme I showed you, and it was like my anxiety but is it, like
3: you related to it, and so did I.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh my God. We don't. Nobody likes us. We think us? everyone hates us. That okay? So this is true. This is very much a thing that I think that <laughs> oh, a lot more people suffer from than actually are, are even aware or maybe would admit. I think everybody hates me.
4: Okay, but to be fair, that's like in our head. If yeah. you're having an actual interaction with somebody and you say, hey, I like your shirt, and then your friend says, what do you mean you like my shirt? I, look at your outfit. That means they actually hate you. Okay,
3: okay, maybe, yes. According that's what he to say, this article. According to this guy. So let's just, let's just paint the picture. Somebody comes up to you who's a friend of yours and says, hey, I like your outfit. It's cute. How does that make you feel? Um, A friend of yours.
4: I love it. Like when you think I look so cute.
3: Great. Okay. So like maybe like a pretty girl who's like uh, Carrie Underwood comes up to you and says, oh, your outfit's cute. How does that make you feel?
4: I think it is too. You think it is too? I, my toxic trait is that I'm really <laughs> taking the compliment. <laughs> that
6: is so Michaela. That is so Michaela. Listen, you know
4: that. You have even said if Michaela is mad at you, all you have to do is give her a compliment. And she will, and just she drop will run with everything. it.
3: Everything. She will be holding and throwing daggers at you left and right. I like I hate it. The moment you say something nice Le- to her, she drops them Listen, all and hugs you. This
4: will show a good example. Me and Lisa are actually getting along incredibly right now. She said, how's my favorite human being, alien stardust queen? And I was like, I'm an alien stardust queen. Wow. That's what I am. Like, that's how I hear a compliment.
3: Would you? Okay. So, Vanessa, let's just paint this picture. Producer Vanessa. Uh, you think that you're friends with somebody. They secretly hate you. They can't stand you. Do you want to know or do you want to keep going about like the friendship as, it, as is?
4: Okay, this, when you guys were having the conversation, what I was thinking, I think this guy got it wrong. Because, like, if someone says to me, oh, well, why, do you, why don't you like it? Like, my secret friend of me. In my head, if they're saying that, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, you're just not confident in yourself. Yes. Yes, okay. So
3: I kind of understand that, too. It's, yeah. the, it's the reverse. because
4: It's it, not that you hate me. It's that you're not confident. You know what it is?
3: It's the movie Mean Girls. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, so that... that that bracelet or that skirt so fetch. She's like, I love it. And then Katie Heron realizes later, like, oh, that's not actually a compliment. She's intimidated by me mm-hmm. and she's trying to drag me and make right. fun of me right now. Um and I think that if you have if you're the type of person who's been teased, like I was when I was younger and you were when you were younger, I think sometimes you really have to actively be participating in in the act of accepting love and compliments.
4: But you know what, too? And I think maybe we're all raised like this as well. If you ever complimented my grandma, you'd say, oh, you look so beautiful. She'd go, no, I don't. No, I look fat. Totally. So I literally as a little girl was Mm -hmm. taught. That when you're given a compliment, reject reject it. That would make you look selfish. That would make you look like you liked yourself. Yes. Right?
3: I'm so glad you said that. One time, so one time when my crazy sister, who I don't talk to anymore, was getting engaged. We don't
4: talk to. Before she
3: was engaged to the man she's married to now. Um, I was with my partner the entire time, though, but she doesn't recognize that relationship. That's neither here nor there. But one time during her engagement party years ago, uh, her fiance's mother, after the party, they hosted it. And my parents flew out for it. And after the party, the woman hugs our whole family and says, I love you, to my mom. She said it to all of us, but she hugged mom and said, I love you. My mom walked away. She goes, what the heck she mean she loves me? She doesn't even know me. <laughs> How can you love somebody you don't know and i'm like oh my god mom
4: i think that's different because i would be like why do you love me you, you're met. like that vanessa's no! like that too see i'm not like that at all i'm like i love, I love, I love you back.
3: all the time people reach out to me on social media and be like oh my gosh this video meant so much to me or your love story means so much blah blah blah. I, I love you so much i'm like i love you right back and i actually mean it
4: okay and i do too and one time i got called out and they were like you just say that as a thing to say like you say i love you to everybody.
3: Mm. And that's
4: how they heard it, and I yeah, was like,
3: that's "Oh, them. but
4: I don't, I do." And then that probably means that not that means, my mom didn't say I love you to me, but I think that probably means like they didn't hear it enough. Yeah, well, so they feel like a little weird. It's Like they say,
3: "Hurt people, hurt yeah, people." They they I'm can't even hurt. recognize it. I'm not it. hurt. No. <laughs> oh, that's good,
4: Vanessa. I'm not hurt.
3: Okay, she I clearly not. Clearly, not, you're, ju- you're clearly you're pit. just fine, Vanessa. Yeah, love no you. Problem, nothing to love see you. here.
6: Okay.
5: Love you. Love <laughs> you. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q.
3: Who wants a pizza party? Do you remember being Love younger? Love pizza party. And like the the biggest goal in your life? Was to get a pizza party at for school. school or for your
4: sports team. But there was something different about school. If you could raise enough
3: yes, for your stupid books If you got funds, to eat that one slice of pizza at school.
4: And you only got one because you didn't get enough for two. two probably, you're still kind of hungry. Probably
3: cheese pizza because nobody <laughs> had had, had money for yeah anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was still bomb. That was a big deal. That was a huge deal. And one celebrity knows just how big of a deal it is. But he's, he's being a little shady with his uh pizza. Pizza pizza party, I'll call it. How about uh, you tell us all about this story and what's popping? Well,
4: I listen to me. I love it. I think that haters are so annoying and chirpy and loud. Mm-hmm. But it's really difficult to clap back at haters without being chirpy and, and loud back and a kind of a waste of energy. But little Nas X is back at it again. He is letting his homophobic uh, haters know he's not going to take it. He sent them boxes of pizza uh, to the protesters that were carrying signs that read, Jesus is God, even demons know it. Repent and believe the gospel. So he said, okay, cool. We brought them pizza because they're probably hungry. <laughs> 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 the pettiness
3: does no I love, I love this generation. Yes. The way that they read people for filth and just call them out for their their homophobia, their bigotry, their sexism, whatever, racism, whatever it is, they just call it out.
4: Oh, my God. But then he also goes on to say um, he made a shocking revelation on TikTok. But sadly, one of the homophobes was really hot. And then the song Mystery of Love starts playing as he zooms in on him. That's the worst
3: part, too, <laughs> is if you're a hot homophobe. But but it also gives me hope because I found that, generally speaking, the hot homophobes... Um, they're really just homos in hiding.
6: Yeah, they are. really
3: all that's going on. They are. They hate that you're able to live your life so openly and freely and that that you cannot be destroyed by them.
4: It's so true.
3: No matter how hard they try.
4: It's absolutely true. Yeah. Totally. All right, coming up in our final hour, this weatherman got fired over a nude pic, but was
5: it fair? We'll talk about it coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
3: The amount of sad, sad stories Michaela tells us off the air every single day just just if you could just hear how pathetic she is, it would make you fall in love with her even more. (laughs) Just telling us a story about how she thought she was about to interview Kelly Clarkson, borrowed some random lady's lip gloss, and never got to interview Kelly.
4: No, it's even worse than that. (laughs) There was no opportunity to interview Kelly. Season one.
3: (laughs) Season one?
4: Season one of the Kelly Clarkson show. Oh, got it. She did a judges reunion. So Kelly, Paula, Simon, and Randy mm. all were going to this show.
3: Well, they were just with her for her uh, Walk of Fame star. Exactly. She, okay, got it.
4: So I saw like a casting to sit in the audience. Oh, no. So I re-
3: <laughs> Okay, this all comes because I just got an email from Kelly Clarkson's team saying, hey, do you want to come to the audience this week? And I haven't done something like that for a while. And then Michaela's like, well, I have a story for you. So
4: I reached out and I said, in fact, not only only should you cast me, I was on American Idol, so I should come. So they said, okay. And then I said, you should let me ask a question. But I already had the question in my mind and everyone was gonna recognize me and be like, oh my god, come on. There's down like a moment on
3: stage. Yeah. We have to Come sing you. a duet with Kelly from season <laughs> so, one and you were on season four or so five. I drag
4: <laughs> Lisa to the show with me. I get my hair and makeup done because this is my moment, you guys. Uh. A lady sitting next to me. I'm like, I'm gonna be on television. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what you told her you thought you were it was like a sure they said, thing
6: I
4: I'm season four American Idol they let me do a little rehearsal with my question oh wow so it actually so seems like it kind of happened yeah mm-hmm. I asked the lady to use her lip gloss because it looked beautiful and I'd run out and then at the very oh, wait, end- Wait,
3: so you put a random person's lip gloss on your I lips? I was
4: about to be on national television again, <laughs> making my big debut. And then they never let me ask my question. And then the casting lady came up and she's like, sorry, we ran out of time. And I was like-
3: Word probably got back to Kelly. Okay. She was like, oh, God, no. And then- Oh, God, no. I
4: cried the whole way home to Lisa. And Lisa was like, Lisa?
3: Wait, so wait, so Simon, Randy, and and, and Paula never got to even know you were there? No. You, you didn't like scream out, hey, it's me.
4: No, because I thought I was waiting to ask my question. Oh,
3: you were! So, I bet you were so nervous thinking you were about to have a moment.
4: Yes, I'm not kidding. Oh,
3: that kind of breaks my heart. I thought
4: everyone was going to be you like, Michaela, I am so
3: pathetic. I'm so pathetic. And,
4: then the, and then I went home and I said, Lisa, this is my moment. And Lisa said, baby, it, it was just a question and it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I will never forget that moment. Those wow. are the lengths I go.
3: It's almost as good as the time you uh, ended up finding yourself in the winner's room for the big uh, American Idol God. extravaganza. And Carrie Underwood looked at you and said, why are you here? But that's for another day. That story got some good ones. It's uh, so sad. How about we do some
6: news on the beat?
4: <laughs> okay, singer Elton John will perform at the White House Friday night. According to a release from the White House, there is a large tent being erected on the South Lawn for the event, the construction of which began Monday. A White House official told CNN approximately 2,000 guests have been invited to attend and the concert has been in the works for several months. John is performing at the White House for an evening titled A Night When Hope and History Rhyme for a concert in a collaboration with A&E Networks and the History Channel. The concert will air on television at a date to be determined, the officials said. All right. That's very exciting. Is it? For Elton.
3: Very exciting.
4: Is Britney going to show up and do Tiny Dancer?
3: Come on. The song's called Hold Me Closer, but yes. (laughs) so (laughs) It's
4: not called Tiny Dancer? No, it's
3: called Hold Me Closer. She pulled that part of the song. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. She pulled that part to name this song. Oh. Pull it together.
4: Okay. Okay, sorry, guys. Let's just, you know what? Let's get into some weather. (laughs) It's going to be 84 in D.C., 87 in Miami, 97 in Austin, 97 in Vegas, 79 in L.A., and 98 in Cathedral City, Now, uh, please give us a vibe of the day if you do not mind.
6: I
3: think it all comes down to motivation. If you really want to do something, you will work hard for it. And guess what? If you don't feel like doing it today, do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a fan. Listen, I'm a fan of procrastination. If it comes in the way of your, gets in the way of your mental health, take a beat.
4: Absolutely. It's it's okay. It's okay. All right. Coming up, this weatherman got fired over a nude.
3: Did you call him a weatherman? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nudes were leaked. The guy who was fired. He did—he gives the weather. He's a meteorologist.
5: Hi. Good morning, B. Channel Q.
3: And an Emmy-nominated TV weatherman in New York City has now claimed he was fired after someone sent his boss leaked webcam photos. His name is uh, Eric Adame, and he worked at Spectrum News in New York. Spectrum One oh, is a, so it's a, cute. It's a big deal. He's very good looking. Uh, and he wrote a lengthy post on Instagram revealing the reasons behind his termination. He said that he was taking steps to address his, quote, compulsive behavior. However, he refused to apologize for being openly gay and sex positive. He hopes that other newsrooms consider hiring him and judge him for his years of expertise as a meteorologist as opposed to discrediting him because some photos of him showed up online. This is really interesting stuff. Um, It's interesting that he says his compulsive behaviors, and I wonder if that's actually – if there actually is a compulsion there to – be, you know, sexually provocative online, or if he's been like shamed into feeling like it's compulsive. Right? Because what is it about our bodies that's so bad? Like, honestly, what's so bad about a nude body? Because um, here in the United States, you would think it's like the number one sin to show some nudity, or to talk about sex. But like, what's actually so bad about it?
4: I don't know. I actually don't know, because I wouldn't care. Just some of the weather. Right, right. Like, I... I think that because of social media, listen, some of your biggest, favorite, most incredible actors, celebrities are mm. showing close to nude photos.
3: Oh yeah, OnlyFans is celebrated now. And this guy, just to be clear, though, he secretly appeared on an adult webcam website and they found out and his coworker turned him in, which is just so shady, by the way, of the coworker.
4: A hundred percent. But do you think that people don't have sex when they're not doing the weather?
3: Right. And also, this was (laughs) completely... He's just
4: constantly living in Anchorman. Like, he's just slammed Ron Burgundy.
3: Right, right. Well, it was completely 100% consensual (laughs) on his part and on on the website's part uh, for him to take place. And, like, (sighs) it's just weird to me that we want to shame everybody for everything. That we want to make everybody feel bad. We want to make everyone feel bad.
4: You know, I'll give you an example of this, actually. Because it was bothering me. Somebody said to me in a DM... I obviously have put out an album and I put out a single that has to do with uh, sexual abuse survivors. Mm. And it's a celebratory song saying, keep your hands off of us. And somebody said, oh, it's really sad that you have to use sexual abuse to sell your album. Um, It happened to me. And I said, I'm so sorry, Queen, that it happened to you. Oh, that's a broken person. But here's my response Mm. also, truly. First of all, I'll do whatever I want period. But I've lived 15 years with this nightmare that happened to me. So if I even wanted to, which it's not the reason, but if it was the reason, if I wanted to use something that hurt me so much to help benefit an album, because I literally had to live through that for 15, this mm-hmm. man ruined my life. I should be able to celebrate something now. And if it comes from that, then that's okay too. And I don't have to explain that to no, you. No, of course you don't. do. you know what I'm saying? I get but it that's though. Like, I get it though. It's I the it. shame culture. Yep. Like, you're not going to shame me because of something bad that happened to me, and I'm trying to make a positive out of it. Yeah.
3: Honey, I, I wrote a book and opened my book, as you know, with the story of the night I almost took my life in 2016. Yes. And then the, I, I know some people felt a certain kind of way about that. And some of my own family sort of tried to shame me for sharing these stories because they didn't think it was appropriate. And I'm like, who are you to tell me that? Yeah. Like, who are you? Ta- and who, who is anybody to tell this guy who's worked as a meteorologist for 15 years, by the way? And I don't I don't think that I need to know about somebody's sex life to 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 listen yeah, to guess what? their weather forecast. I'm not
4: gonna go on the webcam and watch, babe. Yeah,
3: and it's not for me, but that's a that's a different part of his life that is not for me. Yeah. Literally. So hopefully somebody picks this guy up. He's he's very attractive and if he's been working for 15 years, he's obviously good at his job. But corporations need to do better because gone are the days where we're gonna play that game when we see major celebrities making millions of dollars off of OnlyFans. And living like full lives, hurting no one, adult content is for adults. Absolutely. Senting adults back off, pipe down. Mm-hmm.
6: Tell me something good.
3: I'll tell you something good. Zaya Wade mm-hmm. is something good. And she has fans swooning over her fabulous new look. Now, the 15 year old daughter of uh, Dwayne Wade, who played in the NBA. Played, uh, won a couple championships with uh, LeBron James in Miami. And also, uh, her stepmother is Gabrielle Union. You know her and love her. As the lead cheerleader from the Compton Clovers from Bring It On. Uh, her her new do is a beautiful shock to many as she generally wears her hair styled short and natural. But now, she has a full-on do, honey. And she said, dreams become reality as she captioned a... Uh, a carousel of photos gotten over uh, about a quarter of a million likes so far pretty wild stuff it's just oh she's stunning stunning the photos are so beautiful the hair is perfectly laid and it's interesting because she's 15 years old and, and a trans you know girl still at this point but there's not a lot you can necessarily do at that point as far as like gender affirming care, other than saying, hey, we love and support you. Yeah. And when you're of age, we'll we'll have those discussions. Yeah. But the hair is a big one. The hair is a big one. And she had short little coily hair before and, and could have passed as a boy or a girl. It was like sort of an androgynous hairstyle this very much just makes her look so beautiful
4: absolutely i love it. i and love it
3: she kind of has her hair done like i requested you do your hair for my wedding yeah a little bit of a ponytail the rest of it down and a couple little, little baby bangs hair. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: beautiful okay this story is hysterical so lady gaga uh took uh her final stop on her chromatica ball tour uh to the hard rock stadium in miami but concert goers and security guards were taken for a spin. We have a little audio. Take a listen to what's going on. a oh
6: Okay. That's okay. Funny. So
4: what you hear is Penelope Jean laughing, who's a Lady Gaga impersonator. Mm-hmm. She was standing there at the concert, and security and concertgoers lost their mind until they finally realized she was saying, "I'm a drag queen. I'm a dra- I'm not Gaga." <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd dispersed. But how funny would that be? I feel like something happened like that a couple of years ago with a Beyonce impersonator.
3: Probably Shangela. Shangela does a great Beyonce. Yeah. So yeah. Does, um, so does what's her name? Oh, Jade, uh, Jade, 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 Jade Nova.
4: She oh, does a Jade really Nova is yeah, amazing. Yeah, she an incredible
3: Beyonce. This is this is a, a fun little story that came out of a really sad night because the the concert, as we know, got got shut down six songs earlier or something like that. And um, but I love that this moment happened. I think it's hilarious that 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 security guy had no idea.
4: <laughs> no idea. I love it. Um. All right. Well, we have a great for uh, show for you tomorrow, but we do. Uh, tell you to stick around because coming up on Loveline tonight, how to deepen a relationship. Uh, always really great advice from Dr. Chris. As always, thank you so much for listening to our show. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.